Hey, Gooby, you're now listening to Buddy Time. On today's episode, we'll be taking an inside look at life as TikToker with our guest speaker Heidi Rawal. Ready to turbocharge your day with us? Let's begin our voyage. Hey, Heidi, welcome to our Buddy Time. I'm really glad. And also really grateful that you are here to share your story with us today. And personally, I am the one who invited Heidi to join us for this episode because um, some uh, brief context first to our listener. Uh, I first met Heidi and her group of besties in one of our uh, previous event, Pumpkin Playland, one of the Halloween event that we organized in our Miguri space. And then Heidi was the one who brought her friends here to enjoy our um, Halloween pumpkin event. And and I saw Heidi and her friend arrive. They immediately attracted my attention. I'm like, oh, wow, interesting. Like at that moment, I was like, oh, our event actually attracted this type of audience. And when uh, you guys sat down and then started enjoying the activity, for some reason, I just felt attracted towards to the whole energy of your group. And I naturally just went over and sat next to you guys and started having the conversation. And that's when you, Heidi, and your friends started sharing a bit more about your story. And I got to know that, oh, so Heidi, you are a TikTok influencer. And then you also immediately share something that caught my attention. So would you like to say hi first to our listener? So hello, it's really nice being here. I guess it was destiny because I was scrolling on my feed on Instagram and then I saw the ad for me, Goody. That's how like I shared it to my friends and I ended up coming here. In terms of like being a TikTok influencer, I think I've been doing TikTok for almost three years now. I think this is my third year going on to my fourth year. Yeah. Because I don't know much about being an influencer and it becomes such a big hit that now everyone just wants to be an influencer as if the barrier of entry for being an influencer is so low because everyone can access to TikTok, Instagram, all the social media as, as long as you know how to play this app. Technically, anyone can be one, but you being someone who I would say a pioneer, like one of the first few batches who actually started TikTok. And um, you're pretty a successful uh, TikToker right now too. What's your thought? Like what made you wanted to start being a TikTok in the beginning? It started from me liking to edit videos. Going back, it was in high school. I tried YouTube, but then it did not work out because I feel like YouTube is a very saturated platform. There are so many creators who are already famous. And if you're starting from zero, it's honestly really hard to grow. And same with Instagram, because it's an, a platform that's been there for over 10 years. It's really hard to grow. But because TikTok is such a new platform, I think that's what makes it really accessible. And that's also probably the reason why there's so many new influencers emerging because of the new platform and because of the TikTok content style where you can appear on the For You page. Almost everyone can be an influencer if you are able to hack the algorithm or if you're able to understand how the platform works. And while there are certainly like certain cons and pros to being an influencer, and it's not all like shining and glamorous as you might see it from the outside as well. But what makes you choose to be a TikToker. I know I know you explained about uh, IG and YouTube were quite saturated back then already and TikTok is a newcomer 
that could give you back then more opportunity. But what was that inspiration for you to, I think I want to be a TikToker. I think I want to be an influencer. Why not, you know, be like some other people who just apply a job and be, you know, like nine to five office people? So I started doing TikTok when I was in fourth year of university. Back then, it was like the pandemic era. I was at home. I had nothing to do. I could not go out. I could not meet my friends. And since I've tried YouTube, I have an Instagram with not a lot of following. So I think like TikTok was the only option left. And I was thinking like since I was at home, I had nothing to do virtually. Why not just try this new thing? Like there's nothing to lose. And I think like one thing that really stops people from trying out social media is that they're afraid of what people might say. They're afraid of what people might think of them. People judge them. But then because I was in the pandemic era, I think that really helped a lot because I could not meet anyone. Right. So I could not hear the negative things that they're saying about me. So because I could not hear those negative things, I can only read the comments from my TikTok content. And pretty much most of the Um, comments were positive. Certainly there's like some negative like things everywhere you go but um, because I could not hear directly from the people I think that really helped a lot as well and since I was doing it since university I started to enjoy it more and more because I liked editing videos and TikTok allowed me to edit videos as well and I guess like my content also changed a lot over time. I started off with content relating to Omegle I'm not sure if you're familiar with the app, with the website. Omegle is like a platform where you talk to strangers. So you video call with people all over the world and you're able to like make conversations with them. I started off with that and I think I used that to help my audience learn English because um, the conversations would be in English and I would put like the Thai subtitles for a Thai audience to understand. But then as time passed by, there's just like so many new creators as well doing Omegle. And it's starting to get like repetitive. So I changed my content again. And now it's like about social commentary. It's about like commenting on Thai education system, commenting on like Thai like gender standards or like gender norms, patriarchy, toxic masculinity. I had all those like content as well. But as much as I liked doing those content, it was having like a negative impact on my mental health because the comments was very shy hair or very like toxic masculinity as well. When Whenever I try to make content relating to LGBTQ or make content relating to like the patriarchy, toxic masculinity in Thailand, there's always like the audience that don't want to learn or not even not want to learn. They're just like closed off and they're just against the whole idea of learning about gender. So reading all those comments like eventually made me really stressed out. So it was time to change my content again. And then I had a chance to go on live, TikTok live with one of my senior TikTok influencer friends. And he told me, why not try out something relating to horror? Because he noticed that I was going to Japan, I was studying in Japan, and I liked like reading about Japanese um, ghosts, which is called yokai. Why not try creating content about that? And after I tried that, it received like really good feedback and it was gaining like so many views and it was not stressing me out. So since it was something that I enjoyed, I enjoyed reading about them. I enjoyed creating about that. So I think I found my path. And after that, I've been doing like this type of content for over. I think this was the most, the longest I've stuck to like one type of content. So it's over a year now that I've been sticking to just horror. I'm curious as to 
Like, what is the spanning point? What is the core in terms of when you create your contents? Do you, because you mentioned a lot about like the audience's reaction, and I would imagine because uh, as someone who also works really deeply into the marketing field, the reaction of our audiences is really crucial to the products that we produce. So for you, do you see like, Obviously, to a certain extent, the audience's reactions will determine our trajectory and our like passion working towards a certain topic. But for you, all these topics that you've ever done, are they spanning from your own interest in all these things? Like you've talked about LGBTQ topics surrounding that, and then like the ghost uh, story and all these things. Are these things that exist within your dictionary already of your interests, or are these things things that you find out later or grow to learn and change and adapt in order to fit the needs of what your audience is looking for? So I think like no matter what type of content you are creating, whether it be like for social media, marketing audience matters but what matters more is what you like because if you don't like this already you cannot stay with it for long let's say i'm creating content about let's say i'm not really interested in the content but it's gaining like so many views even so i would eventually get tired of it and in terms of like lgbt or like japanese yokai it's all something that i've been interested in the past but then like for the ghost, for instance, I've forgotten about it. I've forgotten how interested I was in them until like someone told me like, oh, I rem- remembered you were interested in that. Like, why don't you try it out? And after I tried it out and the audience liked it, so I continue with it and I kept up with it. So yeah, if anyone wants to create content, my advice would be you can do what the audience tells you to do or like what the audience like, but at the same time, make sure you enjoy it as well. I think just hearing from uh, Heidi's story in such a short time, to me, it definitely reflected on what our platform is trying to uh, promote as well, which is to figure out what our interest or what our passion is. Because in the end, it is really what ignites us inside that will also shine from the inside to the outward and eventually um, create an impact to uh, the people around us. And that comes from our um, authenticity, how genuine we are, how it's like um, the energy that we put into a content that we are really interested could have a greater impact and, and influence than a content that we probably are just doing it for the sake of you know, the trend or for the sake of, uh, I don't know, like some feedback. But I guess um, Sony asked such great question that at least to me, I feel like when I'm trying to think from the perspective of most of the new, um, let's call them social media content creator now, is that where is the balance? Like if I'm going to start, I was told to, I need to do like market research. I need to follow the trend because that's what most audience are interested. So, you know, all of this like knowledge is teaching us to, you need to sort of like cater to what the audience is uh, telling you. So that's why the product or the content that we create is matching what the market demands, right? But sometimes if we come back to, oh, but we need to follow our passion. We need to follow what our interests are. Yes, definitely. Immediately, we're fulfilling our own desire. It's our own happiness. We we feel happy doing it. But at the same time, if our interest at that time does not fit 
the market demand? Like, how does that work? Like, this is still my question in mind. Like, do you have any thoughts on that? I think it's finding the balance. If we're interested in something, I believe that there's always going to be someone in the world who are interested in the same things that we are. But we just have to find that group of audience because the world is just so vast, so broad. There's definitely someone who's going to be matching with us. For instance, like when I was doing horror back then, there was barely any TikToker who was doing that type of content. So in the beginning, I wasn't sure if it was going to work or not. But since I tried it out, eventually the world works out itself and I was able to get my content to the people to the group of audience that was interested so I think it's like starting off by putting yourself out there and let the way it works it out but at the same time like um, what you're talking about like market research planning personally for me I have like really short attention span so if I go through all those process I think I would lose my passion like somewhere along the lines because there's just so many things to plan. Oh my God, it's so stressful. I would just give up. So I guess it depends on the person as well. So would you say you're more like a person who follows your instinct or intuition? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd I'd say like I believe in like spontaneous decision making. If I feel like this is right, then I would just like do it and I wouldn't think too much because I've tried like thinking a lot. And when I think a lot, I would just be too lazy to continue. I'm really really vibe with the fact that you know as an artist when you feel that urge when you feel that that feeling within you that that's just what i want to do then you just go for it and then sometimes for a lack of a better term there's no there's no planning involved because that's what you know you want to do so i really love that that's also the process that you go through uh i'm just wondering in terms of this whole process like even without the planning process like what are some of the challenges as a tiktoker that you uh, come across that you feel like you could share with the listeners so in the beginning one of the challenge i had to face was with myself because i felt like i wasn't good enough i wasn't knowledgeable enough about these topics or like when i was doing the omegle content i was like but there's already like so many people doing it if i do it who's going to watch me? I'm not even famous compared to the other people, right? So it's the challenge of overcoming the fear in me. And a lot of people around me these days, they also want to try TikTok. So they've been like coming to me like for advice and stuff. But then I've noticed that a lot of people, they have the same fear that I had in the beginning, which was that, well, I want to do fashion, but there's so many other people who are better looking than I am, who have better fashion sense. So where do I like stand? But I think like if you overcome that first fear, it's going to be a lot easier along the way. How I took your message just now is we have to learn to be confident in whatever we do, right? Even though it's something new that we've never tried before, basically stepping out of your comfort zone. So what was your process to, you know, gain that confidence? Were you always a confident person? No, I think I'm very introverted and if you were to interview let's say my high school friends i don't think a lot of them would remember me because i was like almost an invisible person so i think even now like a lot of them would probably be surprised of what i'm doing right now i think if you have the courage to just like try the first day that i posted my first tiktok i didn't even think over an hour i was just like okay i have nothing to do i'm laying on my bed it was the pandemic what should I do? I'm scrolling through TikToks. I can create this type of content as well. I know how to edit videos. Why not just 
post them. So I was like re- looking at references from people abroad. I opened my laptop Omigo and I filmed the scene of me like talking to strangers and I think it was like luck as well because like luckily the video that I posted went really viral. It was a, a video of me like talking to a group of foreigners and then they asked me to sing a Thai song. And so I asked them to stand up with me and then Kayang Tuk Pao. It's like a very common folk song. So I think like every Thai person knows that. And yeah, I think that's how I started from Kayang Tuk Pao. And that brings another interesting point that I really want to ask, which is you mentioned that you you were a very introverted person. And to my understanding, introvert is shy, right? You, you, you basically said that you were pretty much an invisible person back then. And for some reason, you wanted to start with Omigo, the platform. That means you have to talk with stranger. And that is not what most, at least to my belief, not most introvert would do. Like you're, you're basically talking with stranger, and and I think Omigo, you you need to see their faces, right? Yeah, yeah. You can close, but you can, but most for the most part, yeah, yeah. And and the fact that you invited them to do the dancing with you, that is such a bold move. Like it doesn't sound like an introvert, shy person would do. Like I consider myself pretty shy, like when in terms of you know things like that. I can't really imagine myself, oh, this is what I'm going to do. Like, hey, come dance with me. How did that work for you? Like, what makes you, like, call him out and dance with me? Like, that? It was really random. So, like, I did not plan to dance with him. It was just a weird video call. And he was like, sing a song. And I was like, okay, I can sing, but you have to dance with me. And um, in terms of, like, you say how an introverted probably person wouldn't probably do that. Um, I think how I see it is that if it was with a Thai person or a person that I can meet in real life, I wouldn't do that. But because it it's with some random, complete stranger across the world where I know I would definitely never meet him, probably. So I guess that gave me the courage as well. I'm more introverted in real life. But yeah, online, I think it's like a persona where I've also sort of created. And at the same time, like because it's online, it's easier for you to just do crazy things. And I am still introverted now, but TikTok has also, like being a TikTok content creator has allowed me to also gain a lot of confidence. And I am more extroverted now, but I'm still an INTP. So. <laughs> I definitely view this as your growth journey. You definitely grow a lot. Like, what do you think is the main, um, let's call them skill set that you've learned over the time that made you who you are now? Like, to me, I think most people might have developed some kind of stereotypical thinking towards just the word influencer because it just sounds so easy. Like, some people even develop this negative thought about being an influencer because as if you just don't know what to do in your life. You can't just be an influencer because it's as easy as it is. So what are the benefits, like apart from the things that you mentioned about making you be more confident now? I have a love-hate relationship with the word influencer. 
I used to really dislike the word. I still do sometimes, just because I feel like influencer comes from influence, which leads to overconsumption. Because a job that influencer has to do is that they need to sell things, they need to make people purchase things, and especially in the world of capitalism that we live in, um, it just leads to people buying things that they don't really need. So I guess that's like one downside of being an influencer that I don't really like. And in terms of being influencer is an easy job, I actually would have to say that I agree, <laughs> because I've worked in a more professional field. I've worked as a digital marketer um, for about two years before I decided to quit my job and be a full-time influencer. I've seen lots of videos and lots of podcasts, lots of people who are influencers saying that it's a hard job. You have to. Um, manage your own schedule. You have to do this and that. You have to edit videos. Yes, those are the things that you have to do. But at the same time, being in a professional field is much more difficult. As glamorous as it sounds, like as easy as it sounds, it also comes with its own challenges. But I wouldn't say that being an influencer is more difficult than being a doctor. At least for me, that's how I see it. And some of the challenges that you might face being an influencer is that, like for me, um, I've seen people copying my content or like seeing negative comments that might impact your your mind. But let's say like seeing the negative comments, everyone goes through that. It's just that influencer might have more of like, that experience compared to a normal person. But even so, like being an influencer to me is such a privileged job. It's, it's so easy to say that. Being an influencer is difficult. You have to do this and that, but you don't have to go to an office. You don't have to be fixed to a certain schedule. You can travel for the most part whenever you want. Yeah, so I think there there's like lots of benefits to the job that most people who are influencers take for granted. Just like what Sin said about how there's been a lot of influxes of influencers around the world, because a lot of people are thinking like, oh, influencer is a job that. A lot of people can now just take on because it's so easy. Like anybody can do it, and like how Heidi, you also highlighted that it's in reality, it's not. Like you need to really know the sort of like the consequences as well of the actions that you take online. Sort of like what you produce will affect the people who watch it. Like I'm wondering for you, Heidi, what is the core message or the core purpose of what you want to achieve with? These sort of contents that you create. I think my content, for the most part, just gives a uh, entertainment vibe. So um, there's not really like a deep meaning to it, and I still don't know what I'm going to be doing in five years. I'm still figuring myself out. I'm still learning as we go. We all are. Yeah, I still don't know what's going to happen in a few years. I don't even know if TikTok's going to be a platform that's available. In a few years, it might be banned, like how we had a ban scare earlier last year, that it might be banned in the U.S. and some countries across the world. It's really a mystery when it comes to social media and how we have AI now. I think that's gonna change like lots of things moving forward as well. The the thing is, all trying to figure our like path. What should we do after this? As much as we are enjoying what we're doing now, like for example, uh, like me and Sony, we're really enjoying building up this platform. Uh, we have a clear purpose that we want to be able to achieve, uh, to bring more opportunities to everyone, to you know connect with everyone, to share good positive vibes, energy, uh, informations with um everyone. Um, this is sort of like, at least to my how I'm going to say it is the essence of 
the job that we're doing. So that's why we do different stuff, but all of these different stuff, they all bring the same essence, uh, which is um, fulfilling what we believe that is good, which is to, you know, help people to share positive vibe. And I believe that because I, I've heard several friends who are also mentioning about, yeah, they, they're still not sure of uh, whether they should really take on um, the project that they really want to do because um, they have something else to do. Basically, they're not sure of whether just like how you you first started, like you're like you're not sure if TikTok is really for you. You still try, right? Uh, without knowing um, what could actually happen. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, I, I believe uh, this could probably be one of those common questions for people who are still discovering their path. What exactly it is like? What is the job or what is the career path or what is the direction for me like coming in the future? I think that has always been one of the most frequently asked questions from friends around me. And to me, how I talk with them or share my um, opinion with them is what are the essence that makes you feel happy? What are the core values that makes you be you regardless of the title itself? I'm just saying that because you mentioned about you're not even sure about what happens in five years and you're also still exploring. So my next um, question that I would like to um, sort of understand is right now, do you have, are, are you panicking about what's going to happen or are you like planning you have to do something? Are, are you in a rush? Um, not really. I feel like the world always wants us to plan, be it like writing a journal, scripting, planning out your day, planning out your work journey, planning out your career. But I just find that planning out everything just doesn't work out for me too well. Because planning, as I've mentioned earlier, just stresses me out and just leads me to not wanting to do or start anything. Even my decision to quit my second job was a very spontaneous decision. Back then, like having a full-time job means that you have a steady income every month. You know how much salary you're going to get. And that is something that the stable thing in life that allows you to make sure that, okay, I'm not going to starve tomorrow. But yeah, I mean, after I quit my job, I think that was one of the biggest decisions that I've had to make. And after that, I decided to just like not stress myself by planning and just let like life work out by itself. I would also have to say that I am privileged to be allowed this kind of life because I know that my family has my back and they will be able to support me. Someone else who's in the same position as me but don't have their family backing probably wouldn't be able to like just say that, oh, I'm going to quit my job to be a full-time influencer or that um, I'm not going to plan what I'm go going to do with my life five years from now. So I guess like I have certain privileges that I have to acknowledge that allows me to do these things. Because uh, you're, you don't really plan for what's going to happen. And I, I just want to try to dig a little bit more. Allow me to. So you don't, you don't plan, right? And there's no right or wrong because we, we all have our own way of um, navigating life. But then you also mentioned you are also exploring what's going to happen next. So you are still a TikToker right now. At the same time, you also are curious, what's your next step? Do you currently have any like instinct or intuition or any uh, voice that tells you that maybe I should 
do something next. Being a TikToker allows me like so many things, but at the same time, it's a very lonely job because I do everything by myself at home for the most part, except for certain days where I have to go to events. But even so, like going to events, because I'm introverted, it's really hard for me to like strike up a conversation with someone that I don't really know. So yeah, it's a really lonely job and I don't see myself like only doing this for the next few years to come just because I don't think I can handle this loneliness anymore. <laughs> but the inner voice that tells me to do something in the future, as you know, I'm, I'm going to study in the UK, maybe like around end of, the, end of this year. At first, I thought like after studying there, I might work there for a few years, one year or two years. But I just learned that the UK has changed its laws, so I can no longer work there. So yeah, that's a change of plans as well. So I guess I have to come back here to Thailand. And my inner voice is still very quiet. So I guess I'll figure life out after I come back from getting my master's degree. But you're not stressed out right now, right? I am occasionally stressed when I see my friends like working an office job because like they seem to have like a set routine. They seem to have like friends that they meet up with. They seem to go to like party with work friends and I'm just here like alone. But I'm not necessarily stressed about like job or anything like that because I am confident in my like working skills sort of because I feel like I can always take courses online get certificates or like work part-time or something that allows me like more stability in life so I'm not too stressed when it comes to like job or employment stuff. You mentioned about being an influencer can be quite lonely because most of the time you're a one-man team. You basically have to do everything together, uh, record the content, create the content, edit it. You know, being an influencer, is it is it better if you are a more outgoing person or um, even if you're less outgoing, this job will still be suitable for, you know, people like but you? I think it also depends on what type of content you create. There's lots of influencers right now who do like interviewing content of random strangers at Siam area. I think that requires you to be extroverted to a certain extent. Personally, I cannot imagine myself like going up to strangers and asking to interview them. I would be a little too scared. But yeah, a lot of people are able to do that. So I guess the type of content that you create also has an impact on like what type of influencer you are. For me, my content relates around me, like able to film at home re using green screen and just adding sound effects, adding photos. So I don't really need to meet up with people to do that. But some people, let's say they are like fashion content creator. Fashion or beauty content creator requires you more extrovertedness because um, they need to go to lots of events, more events than I have to go to. And they also have to perhaps talk to brands more, go into shops like, like boutiques. So I think overall, I would say that if you are an extroverted person, you have an easier time doing this job but you don't necessarily have to be extroverted. So you can be introverted and be an influencer, but I'd say that if you're extroverted, this job would be easier for you. You mentioned about the yokai stories earlier. Can you tell us a little bit more about what this is? And do you have a favorite story from yokai? So um, yokai are Japanese ghosts. It's mostly mythological 
goals. I've started from doing all the yokai goals in the beginning, but then I've sort of ran out of stories to tell as time has passed. So now I'm moving forward to like U.S. goals or like Spanish goals. Any country is fine. Yeah, many goals in the world. I have to like broaden up my options. But one goal that I would would try to like get myself away from are Thai goals. Because I have this concept of like goals abroad, they are not able to take plane to come to me. So like they're in different countries, they would stay where they are. But since I'm in Thailand, Thai goals can come to me easily if I like driving to t h a n g j a n g w a t other provinces. It's just yeah, no goal for me. Thai goals are too close to home. Are are you somebody who's always been into like horror uh, since young? Well, I started like at a younger age. I like Greek mythology, so. I was reading lots of Percy Jackson books, and I enjoyed them. And then when I was living in Japan, I got intrigued with Japanese yokai, so that's how I started reading about them. And then when I came back to Thailand, I'm still afraid of Thai ghosts, so I'm not into that. I don't listen to the ghost radio or anything relating to Thai ghosts. I'm just staying away from that. But yeah, so I think that's how I started liking them. Speaking of Percy Jackson. I'm also really into Greek mythology. Um, and um, just a sidetrack thing: Did you know that right now Disney Plus has a Percy Jackson series that they produce? So if you haven't checked that out, I, I don't. This is not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> It's really interesting. I feel like I've only watched the first two episodes when it aired, and uh, I think that. Uh, it could use some work in terms of like the storytelling. It's a little bit rushed, but uh, you know, I'm a sucker for really good like uh, animation, uh, CGI, and it's really good. And I really like the main like little boy, the the person who plays Percy in the in the in the series. So uh, be sure to check that out if, if if you have it. It's really good. It sounds like a very smooth tie-in, by the way. <laughs> I think uh, some of the listener know that I'm quite a spiritual person. A uh, spiritual doesn't mean that I'm into ghosts or spirit or anything like that. But I mean, anything that revolves around this kind of topic also interests me. And the fact that seems to show that you're really scared of like spirits, ghosts. <laughs> but at the same time, you're doing contents relating to this type of stories. So like, how how does that work? It sounds very contradicting to me. I understand what you mean. I'm still really scared of ghosts, and I do like TikTok live as well. So uh, occasionally at night, I would tell stories to kids who watch my live, like telling ghost stories. And every time I do live, there would be comments of kids asking me, "Pi m i k r o p i l o h a translated to, "Are you not scared of ghosts?" I would say I am. Every time, like anyone asks me that question, I am scared of ghosts. I uh, I just told you like the way my mind works, how I convince myself that ghosts. Won't come to me, so I think I'm just like convincing myself to believe that ghosts won't take an airplane at this point. <laughs> Would you have one last? Words or a sentence that you would like to share with the listener who are interested into, or even like considering to be an influencer. So, if you want to try out being an influencer, I'd say go for it. Don't think too much. The mo- like, at least for me, if you think too much, you just might not start. And being an influencer comes with its perks. There is certainly like lots of privileges that you gain, lots of good things that you gain. You get PR boxes, you get invited to events, you get brand sponsorship, brand deals. It's 
very nice things to have. But at the same time, I would say to come and reflect on yourself as well, if that's really what you like, what you enjoy, what you're really wanting to work towards. And I'd say like if you are working on social media as a content creator, it's really easy to be absorbed by the numbers of engagement, the numbers of likes, views, comments. But to try to not let those things get to you because the more you see those numbers and you're like controlled by those numbers, I feel like the more unhappy you become because it's really something that's not always in your control. No, Sometimes like I make the best of content, the content that I feel is like really good. I feel like this is going to get a million views, but the algorithm is not pushing it out because let's say it's not working well, or let's say that there are certain words that they don't want the content to like be seen by kids because of the some things that I said in the video. So yeah, I'd say like, if you're really wanting to take this as your full-time job or you want to work as a content creator, take a break sometimes. Don't let yourself like be controlled by the numbers. Thank you so much, Heidi, for sharing such meaningful and insightful experience from you. To me, how I would sort of like sum up everything from uh, Heidi's story and experiences is whenever we feel like there is something that interests us, just do it. The first step is always the most difficult step. But once we overcome that, everything will become easier. And also try to uh, learn to listen to our intuition or inner voice. And also when we are working towards something, it is also really important to take care of our own mental health. And speaking of mental health, you know, oh, Heidi, it's been such a pleasure and so lovely to have you here to share your wisdom with us, especially for me uh, as someone who considers themselves as an artist. It's so nice to hear that another person also views it the same way. Of, like if you feel a certain way, just do it and don't be controlled so much by the outer external sources because I sometimes feel so vulnerable to the words I create and all the external voices. But, you know, I enjoy the things that I do and I keep pushing forward for the things that I love doing. And you reminded me of that once again in this talk. And I'm so grateful for that. Thank you so much. I learned a lot about myself through this talk as well. I get to reflect on myself. So I'm really grateful to be here today. And also next episode, we'll dive into the topic of an athletic approach to well-being. Feel free to check us out on our Instagram. We have several activities and events coming up soon. So stay tuned.